you're listening to The Ashley Lachlan Show. I'm Ashley, and I'm here to help you build a wildly successful and profitable business on social media. I created my own rags to riches story and built a seven-figure business on social media in the midst of motherhood, and my passion is helping other female entrepreneurs do the same. I'm sharing my best marketing, mindset, and sales strategies to help you love the process and scale your business to six figures and beyond. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to episode nine. Today we're talking digital offers. Should you create one? What should you create? And when is the time? Are you ready? We're going to dive into all of these topics in the show and I am so excited to talk about this. I wanted to talk about this because creating my own digital offers has been life-changing and bank account changing. We have reached the six-figure mark in six months, which is mind-blowing. So I wanted to bring some awareness to this opportunity to let you know what is possible and how you can actually do this yourself. So let's dive in. In today's show, we are going to talk about the benefits of creating your own offer, how to choose your topic, how to select your format, and then the first steps you should take. So let's dive into why you should create your own offer. Society teaches us to look at money and to earn a living like this. Work 40 hours a week at $25 an hour, and you can earn $1,000 a week. But when you think outside the box, and when you go against what society teaches us, and you create your own digital offer, you could have 40 sales at $1,000 a pop, which equals $40,000 in one week. And this was my reality last week, and actually made way more than this because I had more than 40 sales and I had upsells. And so that's why I wanna bring awareness to what is possible when you have a digital offer. The reason you want a digital offer is because you can make money without trading hours for dollars. I know a lot of VAs or social media managers who can only take on so many clients at once because there are only so many hours in a day. But if they were to take their knowledge and their expertise and package it into a course or a mini course or a video training or even Canva templates, they could get their products and their knowledge into so many more people's hands. And that would take a lot of the burden off of them where they wouldn't have to take on clients, teach them everything and do everything. They could say, here is all of my knowledge, all of my expertise in one pretty package. You can just go through it. You can learn it yourself. Here are templates, everything you need. So instead of it being one-to-one, it's one-to-many. And so when you create a product that people can purchase, can download, it's on evergreen, it's passive. You're making money as you sleep. You're making money as you're with your family. You're not only making money when you're working with a client. I was working with a woman who is a therapist and she works with millennials and she was only making money in the hours that she was actually in sessions with millennials. And I said, do you realize what you could do if you created a course? 
If you took all of the knowledge, the expertise you have, all of the things that you worked on with these millennials one-on-one, and you packaged it into a course, and you sold it to the masses, you could be making so much more money, you could be out of the office enjoying your life, and impacting so many people at the same time. The next thing or reason why you want to create your own offer is because you get to choose it and you get to choose the time that it takes to create it. So you may decide, you know what, I'm an amazing graphic designer. I would love to create Canva templates for people in business. That might take you 10 minutes, but you could sell that for $100 a pop. And when we talk about pricing, I want you to realize that you are not going to be charging, you shouldn't be charging based on how long it takes you to create something. Instead, you charge on the transformation that it will deliver. So if you're an amazing graphic designer, and it might only take you 10 minutes to create 10 different templates, don't say, oh, I should charge only $10 for these because it didn't take me that long. You want to think what transformation, what result is this providing to my clients, to the people who will purchase this? It's going to save them hours. It's going to enhance their social media presence and their branding. It's going to help them to be more productive and to have a more visually appealing (laughs) aesthetic and brand. So you get to choose your offer and what you charge, regardless of how long it takes. Now, you might want to choose something that is a little more involved and say, you know what, I want to do a group coaching program where I am really invested in the people who join me and I'm doing weekly calls and I'm giving them daily support and I'm giving them feedback. You choose that. Or you can say, you know what, I don't want to have to invest so much time and energy into this. I'm going to create a self-paced course or mini course where people can buy it and they can go through it on their own and I know that they'll get amazing results. Or you could choose a video series or a video training. If you love being on video, if that is your your thing, then of course you can create a video or a video series that people can purchase and then they can watch it on their own time. So that's the beauty of this is you get to choose what you want to create and decide how much energy and time you want to invest into it. The next reason you want to create your own offer is because you get 100% of the profits. There's very little overhead on digital offers, which is amazing. Now, I want you to think about network marketing. For those of you who are in network marketing, I know there are a lot of you listening. I came from network marketing and we always said, oh, this is great because we're in complete control of our money, of what we earn, of how much work we put into it. And that's true to an extent. But the reality is that you only get a small percentage in commission of what you actually sell. If you sell something that's worth $200, someone might pay $200, you might only make $40 or $50 off of that sale because the company you are associated with is actually making the product and shipping it and doing all of that, the back-end work, which is a lot of work. And so sure, they deserve to keep more of the profit for sure. But you only get a small cut of that. And you're not actually in complete control because you don't determine what products are released or when they're released 
or what the name is going to be or who it's going to serve. And then the other reality of network marketing is that a large percentage of your income comes from the team you build and the amount that they produce. And what sucks about more network marketing is that you could spend all your time pouring into your team. You could do one-on-one calls and push groups and group calls, but some people will still not do anything. And then that impacts you and you've, have, you've invested so much time into them and then they didn't do anything. You could be at the brink of hitting a new rank, of leveling up, but somebody drops the ball that week. They decide, eh, you know what? I'm not that serious about this. So they drop rank, which means you drop rank. And essentially that could cost you thousands of dollars. So you don't get all of the profits and you are not in complete control when you are in network marketing or when you are working for another company. This this goes this extends beyond network marketing. If you are in sales of any sort and you are selling someone else's product. And then if you are a service-based individual, right, sure, you might get 100% of the profits, but if it's not a digital offer, are you having to pay for office space? Are there other costs that are associated with it? When you create a digital offer, there's very little to no overhead. There's very little you have to pay in order to create that and then sell it. So creating your own digital offer is basically a no-brainer. It is a way for you to stop trading hours for dollars, to really be in control of your time, to be in control of your income, and to be in control of your product suite, of what you offer, when you offer it, and then how much you make from it. So now let's talk about how to choose your topic. You might be thinking, okay, Ashley, I'm sold. I want to create my own offer, but I have no idea what to create. Help me out. All right, so I would love for you to get out a pen and paper or something digital to write on. Or if you're driving, you can do this mentally in your head. But I would like for you to flesh this all out in words and in writing whether it's in the notes app on your phone or in a Google Doc or on an actual piece of paper. Because when you have it in front of you, it's going to be so much easier to then organize your thoughts and decide what the most profitable offer will be. So first, what specific things do people repeatedly ask you about? If you see family members or friends, what are they always saying, oh my gosh, I need to pick your brain about this? Where I, I heard you're doing really well with such and such. Can you tell me more about it? What are they always asking you about? Or if you have a team or if you are in a professional network, what are other people always asking you about? Saying, girl, you're slaying this. Tell me what you're doing. And it might actually not have anything to do with the business that you run. It might be something in your personal life. Maybe you are amazing at organizing and everyone always wants to know, okay, how can I get organized? Give me your tips. Maybe you are a pro at baking or canning vegetables. Maybe you have been a vegan for years and that is your expertise and people are always asking you about how to transition to a plant-based lifestyle. 
or maybe you're a new mom or you've had a bunch of kids and you're amazing at homeschooling or breastfeeding or baby led weaning. What is something that people are always asking you about? So take a moment to write these things down. Next, what are three topics you love talking about and you feel confident teaching? When you sit down with someone, you could just go on and on and on. You just have so much knowledge to spill. You can't stop talking. You feel really confident speaking on this topic. What are three of these topics? And again, maybe it is something business related or maybe it's something more personal like breastfeeding. Next, you want to ask, what problems does my audience have? Remember, I've talked about this before when it comes to selling. You always want to sell in terms of problem and solution. You always want to think of what are my ideal client's problems and what solution do I provide? So the same goes for this. You want to ask yourself, what solutions is my audience seeking? What are they Googling? What are they asking me about or what are they asking other people about? Where do I come into play? How do I have the solution or the knowledge they are seeking? What can I actually offer to them to solve their problems? So you want to brainstorm a whole list of problems. And maybe these problems have nothing to do with the things that you've already mentioned. That's fine. This will help you flesh out and maybe come to some new realizations of what solutions or what knowledge you have that you can provide. Next, you need to do some research to see what competition is out there. Is there anyone out there who is doing what you want to do? Has someone created a course that you would love to create? Is someone out there selling templates that you would love to sell or doing video trainings that you want to create? Is anyone out there doing what you want to do? If so, If you find people already doing what you want to do, that doesn't mean that you can't do it either. Their win is proof that you can succeed as well, that there is a demand. But instead of copying them, you want to ask yourself, how can I do it differently? How can I bring my unique approach? How can I put my spin on things? They teach it one way, but how can I teach it my way? So again, it's not to copy them. It's not to say, oh, they're doing this. I'm going to do one better. It's to say, how can I be uniquely different? How can I appeal to my audience and serve them in the way that they need to be served? That maybe these other offers are not doing. And then if you find that nobody is out there doing this, great. How can you fill the need? So you want to take some time to do that research, to see what competition is out there, if you can fill the gap, or how you can do it differently. Next, to help you with that research is to make sure you choose an offer, you choose a topic that people are actually searching, that is actually in demand. So this, let me go on a little tangent here, but I was talking with a woman who said, you know, Ashley, I need help determining who I should be serving. 
one part of me really wants to help women who are not getting their periods because I suffered with this for years and I was able to heal my body and change the way I was eating and do all of these different things and I was able to get my cycle back. And especially when I was trying to get pregnant, this was very important to me. And I know that women who are struggling with infertility, who are not getting their periods, I would love to help them and offer my solutions. Or should I be serving moms who lack energy? And I said, those are both great topics, but which one do you feel is more in demand and more of a dire need? Which one are women searching for? And in my opinion, women who don't have their periods, that is a problem. When you don't get your period, you are searching the internet for ways to get it. You're calling doctors. You're going to doctor's appointments. You're trying different things, especially if you are trying to get pregnant, if you're having fertility issues. That is a problem people are searching and they will pay to fix. Whereas moms who lack energy, that's just the reality of life, right? I was telling someone the other day, I said, oh, I'm just so tired and I'm in this brain fog all the time. And she said, yeah, that's life with kids. It's not like anyone is saying, oh my gosh, you have a real problem. Have you called a doctor? Have you seen anyone? Have you searched the internet? That's just the reality. So moms aren't necessarily out there searching, how do I get more energy? They're just consuming more caffeine and saying, well, this is the season of life I'm in. So if you really want to create something that is sellable, you have to ask yourself, is this something that people need and are they searching for it? And now remember, there's a difference between need and want. A lot of times what we need, we won't spend money on. We won't actually care about, right? We need to lose weight. We need to lower our cholesterol. We need to do these things, but we're like, okay, yeah. Instead, we focus on what it is we want. But there is a fine line and there is a difference when you are trying to get pregnant and you are not getting your period, right? You want to get pregnant, you want your period, and you need this to happen. So I do want you to consider, okay, am I creating something that people truly want? Are they searching and are they willing to pay for it? Are they desperate for this solution that I can offer to them? A good website to use is answerthepublic.com. You can get three free searches a day. And what you do is you go to that site. There's this creepy guy on the main page who just looks at you. It's animated, so he'll just like turn and look at you and it creeps me out. So don't spend too much time trying to figure out what you're going to type in. But you can type in any term. And what it does is it goes through all Google searches and tells you what people are searching. And it creates this web, it's a circle, and shows you all of the topics. So you could type in infertility, intermittent fasting, canning, breastfeeding, email marketing, Facebook ads. You could type in all, any term, but obviously you wanna type in something that's relevant to the offers you're thinking of creating, and you can only have three a day for free, so you wanna space these out and not waste your, waste your searches. But this is a good way to test, okay, are people actually searching my idea or my intended offer? So that's answerthepublic.com. And lastly, you want to ask yourself, do I have any testimonials or success stories already? 
So you might want to spend an hour going through your DMs, your messages, or asking your current clients or your friends, hey, what do you think I'm good at? Or what have I helped you with? Or remember when I helped you with such and such? How did I do? So you want to start collecting those testimonials, searching for them, asking people, and then you want to go through and you want to identify some common trends. And you might say to yourself, wow, okay, apparently I'm really good at this and I've helped a lot of people with this. I didn't even realize that. Or maybe you'll realize, oh, I was expecting to get a lot of feedback about such and such, but actually everybody gave me feedback on something else. So this will help you to gain some confidence and some clarity on what you are really good at, what you've already helped people with, and what you could potentially make your first offer. So to recap, in order to figure out what your topic should be, you want to ask yourself, okay, what do people repeatedly ask me about? What am I really passionate about and what do I feel confident teaching? What problems does my audience have? What solutions are they seeking? And how can I provide those solutions? What competition is out there? How can I do it differently? Or how can I fill the gap? And what are people searching? Is this something that would actually sell? And lastly, what am I good at? What testimonials or what success stories do I already have? Next, let's dive into choosing your format. There are so many different options. I'm just going to cover a few. So the first one is a course. And with a course, you can either have it be self-paced where someone buys it and then they go through it on their own. Or you can do a group coaching model where you drip out content weekly or bi-weekly or monthly or whenever you choose. So a self-paced one requires more effort on the front end. Before you sell it, you obviously need to have the course created so that as soon as people buy it, they can go through it. A group coaching model or a model where you're dripping out content gives you a little bit more time to create the course. People buy it, but you are not promising the entire curriculum all up front. Another option is a mini course, which is just a shorter, more condensed version of a course where it's not maybe eight modules, maybe it's only three or two, something shorter. You could create a membership and membership options are endless. So I have a friend who is a vegetarian and she has a membership where people pay and each month they get access to new vegetarian recipes, they get access to meal plans, they get access to her tutorials and her advice. I have another friend who creates content for network marketers so they can run groups without having to create their own content every day and every month. She creates it for them and then they subscribe to her membership service and they get access to her monthly plans and resources. I have a membership for one of my courses where they get a monthly Instagram audit, a monthly VIP training, two Q&A days, as well as a planning session. And so you could do any sort of membership of your choosing. It could be a book club. It could be something for productivity. It could be a membership challenge where in there each month you're giving them new challenges to do or new calendars or a list of podcasts to listen to each week, whatever it may be. So The options for memberships are endless. Digital downloads, these are great. These are guides, templates, productivity planners, calendars, 
ebooks, anything. And so the beauty of digital downloads is you create them and then you can sell them and you can sell them by the masses and it doesn't require you or your time to produce them. So I have a client who is creating wine glasses that are hand etched and those are beautiful and they are in demand but they require a lot of her time so she decided you know what this isn't really the best use of my time instead she started to create some digital products planners and calendars and productivity sheets and she realized oh wow okay this is a lot easier to produce and then to sell and there's no shipping involved you could do a workshop. You could have people register and pay a rate in order to attend a workshop with you, which you could do on Zoom or on any other platform. You could then also sell it and they could watch the replay. So they could attend live and have the opportunity to ask you questions at the end. Or afterwards, you could take the recording and say, hey, who wants to buy this workshop from me? You could do a video training series. So those of you who like to be on camera, who feel really confident in that medium, you could create one video or a whole video series that people can purchase from you. And again, that is work on the front end, but then you are making profits off of it while you are sleeping as you're pushing it out there. So as I said, there are many more options out there. These are just a few of the ones that I have used, the ones that I really love, enjoy, and purchase. So you can get creative and you can absolutely think outside the box. Just ask yourself, what is the best medium for me? Where do I thrive? What do I feel confident doing? And what does my audience really want? What would they buy? So now you want to put this all together and you want to ask yourself, okay, what are my most profitable topics? And then what are the best formats for those topics? So obviously, if you are a graphic designer and you would love to create Canva templates, you're not necessarily going to create a course. You're just going to have digital downloads of your Canva templates. But if you are somebody who wants to teach something more lengthy, and more involved, such as Instagram, obviously you're going to want to have a course that dives into all of the different aspects of Instagram. So you wanna brainstorm all of your ideas. Now let's talk about pricing your offer. There are tons of different options, but let's just keep it simple. We'll talk about high ticket and low ticket offers. So high ticket offers require less sales. Say you want to make $8,000 a month and you have a $2,000 offer. Well, you only have to get four people to buy that offer in order for you to hit the $8,000 goal. But if you have a low ticket offer, that requires more sales. So for example, if you have an offer for $10 and you're trying to make $8,000, well, you're going to have to sell 800 of those offers. And if you don't have a large audience, then it's going to be hard to find 800 people to buy your offer. You will have to run ads in order to get it in front of new people. And so then you have to account for the money you're putting into ads. What you're spending is taking away from what you're making. Now, a lot of times this is called a self-liquidating offer in that you're paying money to get it in front of people so that they are opting into the low price offer. But at the checkout page, you actually have an upsell where you say, hey, do you want to add on this addition? 
whether it's a course or a download or a video or whatever it may be. And that upsell is actually where you make the money. So there's a lot of strategy that goes into that. Now, if you have a large audience, then sure, you can do a low ticket sale because you can bank on a lot of volume. You can say, I know that 100 or 200 people are going to buy this offer, so I can make it a cheaper, a low ticket offer that's a no brainer for more people to buy because I have that larger audience. But if you don't have that larger audience, then it might be more beneficial for you to have a higher ticket item because then you only have to sell it to a few people. And remember what I said earlier about pricing your offer. It's not about how long it will take you to create the offer. It's about the value of the result, the value of the transformation. If you're creating a course that is going to 10x someone's income, then obviously you want it to be priced appropriately. And a lot of times the price tag is really more of a mental commitment of you want to price things high enough so that you get the right people and that they are committed enough. Oftentimes when you have a low ticket offer, You might get people who are not your ideal clients, but they can afford it, so they buy it, and then they don't get the results, they aren't committed, they don't really have much skin in the game because it was just a cheap purchase. Whereas if it's something that's priced high enough where it's actually scaring the shit out of the person who's buying it, they will then show up. They will show up committed and all in because they have skin in the game and they're like, oh my gosh, I just paid this amount of money so I will show up to every call, I will do every lesson, I will do everything my coach or mentor tells me to do because I need to get these results. So you really want to ask yourself, what is the result or the transformation this provides? What is the value of that? And what do I need to price this at so that people actually use it, are committed, and get the intended transformation or results? And then lastly, you want to think about, okay, who is my ideal client avatar for this offer? And does it align with their bank account? Can they afford it? Now, as I've said before, there's a difference between can you afford it and can you actually afford it? That's why when Apple comes out with a new phone, there's always a line out the door of people who are too broke to buy other things, but for some reason they can come up with the money to buy a new iPhone. As I said earlier, there's a difference between things that we want and things that we need and what we're willing to spend money on. But where there's a will, there's a way. I have a friend who she said when she invested in her first coach and her first program, she had to sell a purse, a phone, a watch. She was liquidating all of her items because she knew that investing in this course and in this mentor would then allow her to make more money and it would be such a gain, not a loss. But in some situations, you have to be more realistic. For example, one of my clients said she wanted to create a membership for recovering addicts who were just getting out of recovery. But the problem was people who are just getting out of recovery, they don't have jobs, they don't have money coming in, so they truly don't have the means to invest in a membership in order to get her help. So we had to think of some other options. So you want to ask yourself, does my ideal client avatar want what I'm offering and will they sell items? Do they have the ability to liquidate assets or to come up with the money? Is this something 
something that they will really truly want and find a way to make it happen. So you have to make sure that your offer and your price point does align with your ideal client. So now, how to put this all together. Your first step is to conduct some market research. Ask your Instagram audience, your Facebook audience, your email list, some friends of yours, what they would like to see. You can have polls in your story saying, hey, if I were to create resources on such and such, which one would you prefer? Give them two options. See which one is the winner. You could use the question box where you can say, hey, I'm thinking of creating such and such. What are your struggles around this topic? Get your audience to tell you their specific problems, their specific struggles. Get them to tell you what they are most interested in. A lot of times we think we know what our audience needs and wants. So we create something and then it doesn't sell because we didn't do the market research to validate that problem and to validate the offer. So you want to do some market research. You can do this in a survey, an email, in your feed posts, in your stories. There are so many different ways to ask your audience what their struggles are and what their preferences are. Then you want to create a lead magnet that aligns with your offer. A lead magnet is a freebie, a freemium, some sort of digital download that people will opt in for for free. So they'll say, oh my gosh, I want that. Here's my email address. Send it to me. And obviously you want this lead magnet to be relevant to what you are eventually going to offer and sell. So this is kind of like the appetizer to the course you will provide. What is the little freebie that you are going to put out there to make sure people are interested to start building your list, to start building your credibility and to test to see, okay, are people actually interested in this? So if you create a freebie and nobody downloads it, no matter how much you promote it, nobody says, yes, give me that freebie, that's a sign that, okay, maybe your offer isn't that sellable. Maybe people don't really care about this topic all that much, or maybe you have the wrong audience and they don't have this problem. This will happen if you skipped the first step, which is the market research. But creating that lead magnet will validate your offer, will tell you, wow, this is really in demand. So many people want this freebie that I've created that I absolutely need to create the next step. I need to create the course or the mini course or the download or the video series or whatever you choose. And by creating a lead magnet, you are also building your email list at the same time. So then you have a list of warm leads who raised their hand and said, hey, I am interested in this topic. I need help with this topic. And these are the people, once you nurture them, will then buy from you. And the last step is to begin providing content on your social media that supports your offer. Nobody is going to buy something from you until they value you and your expertise and they see you as a credible authority. So if you never talk about intermittent fasting and then all of a sudden you're like, hey, I have a new course on intermittent fasting. Nobody is going to buy that from you because they don't see you as an authority or as an expert in intermittent fasting. 
So if you are going to put out a course on intermittent fasting, you need to start providing free tips, free value, free education in your social media content and in your emails about intermittent fasting so that your audience says, wow, this girl knows a lot about intermittent fasting and I've learned a lot from her already for free. Imagine what I'll learn when I actually buy this course or join her membership or whatever it may be. So you have to start thinking, okay, what is the offer I'm going to provide? What free freemium lead magnet can I put out there? And then what content can I start putting out on my social media to establish myself as an expert, to become the go-to authority in this topic? And before we move on, I wanted to share that this episode is brought to you by my Pivot to Profit high-level mastermind designed for women who are ready to create their own digital offers, market them, launch them, and scale them like bosses. This mastermind is a very intimate, private mastermind where you will be working very closely with me so that I can help you map out your program suite so that you can maximize the lifetime value of each customer. They can climb up the ladder and buy each of your products. We can map out how you will market these, launch these, and then scale them, whether that is putting it on evergreen or launching quarterly, and then what to do in between your launches to make sure that you still have the cash rolling in. So if you are interested in learning about this small mastermind and having me hold your hand so you can skip to the front of the line, use my proven strategies and frameworks to create your offers, launch them and scale them, then please check out the link in the show notes to learn more about it. So hopefully you are now inspired and the wheels are turning in your head and you're trying to think of, oh my gosh, how can I create my own offer? I need to do this. I hope that I planted that seed and are now watering it so that you will take some inspired action. Creating your own offer is the best way to have cash infusions into your business, into your bank account, to really be in control of what you offer, to be in control of your income, to be in control of your time. And it's super simple to figure out your topic. What are you passionate about? What are you confident in? What are you really skilled and well-versed in? What do people ask you about? And then what is the best format for that? Is it a full course, self-paced, or a module dripped out weekly type of course? Is it a mini course or a workshop or a digital download? What is your area of expertise? What do you feel most comfortable doing? And what aligns best with your topic? And then make sure you do some market research to validate your offer, make sure that it will sell, create your freemium to start gauging your interest and building your list, and then put out content that supports your offer. And then if you want to take the next step and actually create this offer or other offers you have, check out the link in the show notes to learn more about my mastermind or other offers that I have. As you know, I want you to get out there and make those money moves. I hope you found this helpful. Make sure you subscribe so you get notified when the next episode drops. Take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag me and tell me what you are thinking for your first digital offer. And I'd love to give you some feedback on it. Alrighty, thank you so much friend for tuning in. I will see you next week.